We're inching closer to kickoff now just 16 days away. We're talking updates on what we've been hearing from fall camp. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, we've had a whole lot of recruiting news to be breaking down these last couple shows. I think it's time we get back into the team we're actually going to see on the field this fall. We're going to talk a little bit about fall camp. Um, of course, they did have a scrimmage this past Thursday. Kind of, kind of went under the radar, I think, for a lot of folks. Um, but they did have a scrimmage. I'm sure it was very good to get up to game speed in anticipation for kickoff here in just Absolutely. almost two weeks. Absolutely, almost two weeks away. We're two right? touchdowns and extra points away. I mean, That's two right. touchdowns and two point conversions away. That's all That's we right. are. Hey, maybe with this new offense, we might be going for it a little more than usual. You never know. Hold on now. Hold on now. Don't, these, don't get too These frisky. clips, all these clips that I'm seeing from Robert and I, truly unpredictable, that guy. I yeah. I can't get enough of him. Again, hasn't even coached a game here at NC State, and I'm like, I'm thinking about the statue already. So maybe I need to hit the brakes a little bit before we get going, but – yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the things I've been hearing, um, not just from this past scrimmage, but just fall camp in general. I think we've taken a little bit of hiatus discussing on what has been going on, but right. I keep hearing a lot of buzz surrounding the front three in Davin Van, C.J. Clark, and Savion, Savion Jackson. Ken, as a former defensive tackle yourself, can you kind of touch on the most important pillars you're looking from these three uh, this coming season? Well, in a 3-3-5, it's obviously important to keep the linebackers clean to roam free. Um, people don't understand, you know, everybody talks about how selfless offensive linemen are. Defensive linemen are only slightly less that than them, especially in the 3-3-5, because your goal, your aim, your job is not necessarily uh, to get penetration at all times. Your job is not play the run on the way to the quarterback. That's not how most 3-3-5s work. Most 3-3-5s, if you are in base and it is a, a you know, standard first and 10 or whatever situation, nine times out of 10, you're going to be mirroring that offensive lineman in order to keep the linebackers clean. So that's the first thing, uh, the the ability to kind of cop, make chaos, destroy blocking uh, schemes. That's That's the first thing, right? And the ability to do that will not, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. For example, Vince Wilfork, one of the greatest nose tackles of all time, was not known as a guy that if you look at his stats, you're not going to say, oh, man, this is this is a bad dude. His stats won't be comparable to a Warren Sapp or a Aaron Donald, but he does a very different thing than them. So that's the first thing, the ability to destroy blocking schemes and keep our linebackers rolling free. The second thing, however, is that penetration is when you are asked to uh, get up the field and reestablish the line of scrimmage. You can do so at a high level. And 
that ability to penetrate and all that, it also applies to the passing game. That's what pressing or condensing the pocket looks like. You're not always going to get very clean pass rush wins right off, right off bat. That's great. That's amazing. We love that. But when that doesn't happen, the ability to condense the pocket and, and that the quarterback won't get anything longer than a three and a half, maybe four count. That's what you love to see there. And the last thing, I talked two things about the run game. As, as defensive linemen say, stop the run, then go have some fun. The ability to get home. The ability to get home, get to the quarterback, get quarterbacks off their spot. Again, you don't need to have – I've seen guys have uh, games with four sacks that wasn't – it wasn't a great game for them. Like they kind of lucked into one or two of them. They had a good rush on one of them, and then the, the fourth one might have been a, a coverage sack, whatever the case may be. I've also seen guys not get a sack but just dominate. Just have the quarterback back there with happy feet. The quarterback just getting rid of it. He's rolling out and all that good stuff. So the ability to affect the passer is the third thing after you can do the first two at a high level. And so far out of camp, that's what I'm hearing out of these three. That's what I'm hearing these three are doing um, at a high level. And I'm hearing that it's not just them. I'm hearing that their backups as well are causing some problems, which is giving me a little concern about the offensive line. Not going to lie to you. A little, little nervous there. But – uh, these these three are guys that you would expect to lead and dominate to some extent. Yeah, I, I do think it's an interesting point there that the destruction cause is not always a quantifiable stat. You can completely blow up a play and you'll get nothing in the stat book. Absolutely exactly. nothing. Maybe somebody else will because you're creating opportunity. But yes. yeah, yeah. You, these these three up front, and we've talked a lot about the importance of health for these guys. You know, we're, we're looking at, maybe a fully healthy C.J. Clark coming off of knee mm-hmm. surgery. And we're hoping for a fully healthy Savion Jackson as well. And, Ken, you've been very high on Davin Van in the season. You're projecting him to have this year. Fully healthy line here. These guys have been in the system for quite some time. They can certainly cause a whole lot of destruction. But something else you mentioned, Kenton, is, yes, the I guess the second stringers, you could call them, and Trevally Price and Brandon Cleveland have been drumming up a lot of noise as well. So that is certainly some cause of optimism for rotations. And, you know, maybe you take a starter out, you're going to have a guy that's just as good possibly cycling in behind him, keeping this train rolling. So, yeah, it's certainly a, a lot of positive buzz around the defensive line. I think it kind of goes without saying that, the defense is probably ahead of the offense at this point. Again, it's a brand new offense they're trying to implement here yeah, in a, a month. Thousand and so thousand you got you got guys coming back healthy in this line. You have defensive, you know, linebackers, Devon Betty, Jalen Scott. They've been here, they know this. They're just coming up in the ranks. So, you know, defensive line getting healthy here, defense as a whole, yeah, they are going to be ahead of the offense. So maybe maybe not exactly cause of worry in the offensive line. I've heard very positive reinforcement from Coach 2J, the offensive line coach, saying he really enjoys and is excited about what he has, what he's inherited here. Um, so, of course, helping for a clean bill of health across the board here. Um, but now kind of shifting into the offense, uh, the offensive swing of things, the, the main – I don't want to call it a concern, but the main highlight is still – the wide receiving core. And I think it's very interesting that I've been hearing a lot on Kevin conception or KC uh, affectionately known. There seems to be some belief that he could be the top receiver coming out of this group as just a true freshman. What a delight that would be 
here in 2023. No, Grayson. And and this is not, I don't want you to lie to the people at all here. Be 100% honest. When we have talked about the wide receiver core off air, what have I constantly said about this wide receiving group that I've heard from all of my sources I've talked to in the team and around the team? It's a lot of buzz about KC. And not only that, but that this was this wide receiver room is a lot deeper than we thought it would be. Yeah. That there is a lot more talent, a They're lot more guys ball. making plays than, than we could have imagined. And it's I'm I'm gonna tell you something. Depth is always good to have at every position. There's not a single position where you're like, oh, I don't want depth. Um, you know, except maybe kicker. Like, all right, we don't need five good kickers. But but here's the fun thing about what I'm what what is going on about these receivers and this receiving core. In an air raid offense, if you have five or six good receivers, that means that you can go tempo a lot more than defenses can possibly prepare for because there are not that many defenses with two good groups of defensive backs. And the air raid offense is predicated off of stretching the field both horizontally and vertically. What does that mean? Defensive backs are going to have to run for long distances, even on routes that's just like, oh, that's just a clear-out route. Because that's that's the nature of the beast. You, you, you're using space to basically force defenses to cover every blade, as many blades of grass as possible out there. With that being said, having multiple groups, having KC be as good as he is, hearing all the good things that you're hearing about Keanu saying, hearing all the good things that you're hearing about multiple receivers here, hearing that Porter Rooks is finally coming out of his shell, starting to do it a little bit. You're you're looking at this thing and saying, this could be a dangerous offense. Absolutely. And we, we talked about it maybe a month or so ago. We named who we think has the most to gain. My pick was Porter Rooks. I'm still standing on that. If he turns a corner here, he could become very dangerous because we got some burners. You know, you mentioned a Terrell Timmons as well. We mm-hmm. have some burners. Maybe you get some Anthony Smith in there running streaks down the field. Yeah. You open up yeah. this air raid with Robert and I and Brennan Armstrong, who's not afraid to sling the pill. We could find ourselves being extremely dangerous this coming Absolutely. season. When when maybe a whole lot of people had a multitude of concerns about what our past game was going to look like. So, you know, I think maybe I'll save my thoughts on on this one for uh, maybe another episode. I've been maybe a little surprised at the lack of noise I'm hearing from Dakari Collins, the transfer from Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you have the Clemson name attached to you transferring into the program, right? I think a lot of NC State fans kind of immediately assume, oh, is, is, is he going to be him? Are, are we getting a dog here? And I haven't really heard a, heard the buzz that might follow uh, that. So, you know, again, still early. Still got a couple weeks before kickoff. And, of course, you never know who's going to continue to platoon as the season draws on. But Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'd be hearing a lot more from Dakari Collins. And, and, and you are definitely right there. I have not heard a ton of buzz around Dakari. But, but here's the thing. I always want us to remember, like I always tell people with camp stories, good, bad, or indifferent, it's a camp story. Right. We see every year that, you know, if we look at last year, right, last year out of TCU's camp, who was the starting quarterback? It was not Max Duggan. And yet, where did Max Duggan end up? The high ceremony. <laughs> you know, so it's possible 
it's possible that we haven't heard a lot from Collins, but when the season gets going, um, you know, he'll he'll start to be uh, more prominently featured and whatnot. However, I'm with all due respect to Mr. Collins, the, the things that I'm hearing about this wide receiving core, I would hope that his name pops up more, but even if it doesn't, it sounds like we got some guys that can absolutely do it out there. Yeah, the, the amount of maybe surprising depth is certainly a good problem to have. Uh, rather than the inverse. Absolutely. We're going to to our sponsor for today. It's a new sponsor with Locked On. It's Nutrafol. Nutrafol is a hair loss treatment product for those of you struggling. Kenton, I'm not going to make any jokes, I promise. But you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. That sounds big time. Their drug-free drug patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your health. So what you need to do is take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping as well. When you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men and this is spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. You can also find it at the bottom of your screen here. Nutrafol.com, promo code Locked On College. All right. And Kenton, this is this is a bit of an interesting discussion I've seen here. Um, I saw a tweet. This is from the Carolina Hurricanes uh, media staff. But, of course, this is linked to NC State here, of course. Mm-hmm involving the potential upgrades you may hear about coming to PNC arena. Uh, This of course, there's a media advisory for Tuesday morning, this morning uh, at 9 PM says Carolina hurricanes, president and general manager, Don Waddell and the uh, was the centennial authority and NC state are holding a joint press conference at PNC arena at 9 AM. Of course, a little bit of background on this. So, there's been some proposed renovations. I think it's kind of been in the works here for a couple of years now, and now it's just sort of coming to light. I also think that this is in um, joint efforts with sports betting becoming legal in the state of North Carolina beginning sense. in 2024. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the, the influx of money coming into the state is going to be undeniable. Um, and I, I know that the Carolina hurricanes have been at the forefront of these efforts to try and get more renovations and upgrade the area. Kenton, you had some interesting thoughts on the city of Raleigh. I want to kick it to you in just one second, but yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of folks from the NC state side of things. They are, they feel threatened of the, the tailgating space that is more, more than likely going to be uh, sacrificed in order for this to come to fruition. Um, I've seen the potential proposals of parking decks, um, some of the wooded area over by the, the practice facility, um, over by Carter Finley, that is more than likely going to be leveled, turned into 
you know, entertainment centers, parking decks, whatever it may be. My, my kind of point here is I understand the frustration of NC State fans and kind of synonymous with NC State football has become NC State tailgating. And so for a lot of folks, that's going to be hard to give up. And I myself am an avid uh, partaker of the NC State tailgating scene. I, I love me a good tailgate. And so, yeah, you know, when this does come to, I guess, bloom here, it, it, it's going to be different. And I know folks don't like change. At times, I can be one of those. I do think at the end of the day, though, this is going to be a net positive. And I kind of yeah. relate this. You know, I, I would imagine a lot of NC State fans are probably also Atlanta Braves fans. If you're familiar with Truist Stadium and the battery area that's kind of connected to the ballpark, in my mind, that's kind of what I'm envisioning with this PNC renovation plan, probably more so long-term than short, but kind of like a big entertainment plaza that maybe will be like an alternative to tailgating. It'll just be like indoor tailgating, if you will. So, and if you're not familiar with the Braves setup, maybe you've been to St. Louis or maybe even Philadelphia, they call it, it's like a, it's like Comcast live. It's just like a, a gigantic multiplex of tailgate possibilities. I think that's probably where this is. This thing is probably going here in the future. Yeah. And, you know, I, I talked earlier about how this is kind of reflective of the growth of the city of Raleigh at large, yeah. right? Like this is kind of tracking with uh, the fact that, you know, Raleigh was never quote unquote a small town per se, but this was uh, a medium sized city that is now growing into the national spotlight a little bit, uh, constantly being named on lists like the best places to raise a family and things like that. And naturally, when you see yourself a top list like that, you're going to find a way um, you're going to find yourself into growth. And that's what we're, we're seeing here. Right. You talk about the influx of money, but also the influx of people, um, the the influx of the influx of attention to not just uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, but NC State sports as a whole. We saw last season, it was like night and day from that first game where you could walk up, get a ticket literally in the middle of the game. Or, you know, if you get the right attendant, I ain't going to say no names. Shout out to you. You know who you are. You could just walk in and, you know, uh, all that good stuff. And by the end of the season, that was over with. That was, those days were gone. You were either buying the ticket a week in advance or you were going to have a tough time finding one day of in the PNC because, you know, energy grew. The, the energy around it grew. You talk about the backyard brawl with our hockey team against UNC. The energy there has been phenomenal. Uh, even though last year's game was played outdoors, you still get my point. I've been there multiple times when it was played in the PNC, and I was surprised by how full it was every time. And so, um, you know, this is this these renovations are going to be a great thing for NC State. They're going to be a great thing for the Hurricanes. They're going to be a great thing for the city of Raleigh. Uh, but all progress, all growth goes through some uncomfortability, right? A butterfly doesn't just become a butterfly. It goes in as a larva and comes out. Uh, of the it goes into the cocoon it bangs up against that thing until it's strong enough to come out and so on and so forth so there there may be maybe a slightly reduced tailgating capacity for a little while but that doesn't mean the tailgates are over it just means we got to more efficiently utilize what we already have there and keep it rolling from there i think when it comes to nc state tailgating you can take away some surface area, but I think nature's going to find a way. I think yeah. you're not going to be able to stop an NC State tailgate. It's just going to take a different form, I think, over time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, like change is hard sometimes, and it's 
the the tradition behind NC State NC State tailgating. A lot of NC State fans are very very proud of that, and they should be because it is the best tailgating in the state. I'll debate that all day, any day. But... I'll say the best tailgating in the conference. I say the best tailgating in the conference. I don't, I don't think anybody's got us beaten in terms of tailgating in the conference. And I've seen them. I've seen them all. I'm telling you right now. I've seen them all. I've seen the teams that people say are up there with us in terms of Clemson and and Virginia Tech and all that. I've seen them. I'd, I'd say NC State takes that crown by a good bit. Well, take it from the expert here, folks. But yeah, I I do think just at the end of this all of this discussion here, I do think this will be a, a net positive when it's all said and done. It's just yeah, like you mentioned, Kenton just going to be a little bit of uncomfortable growth here. But, you know, again, something else that NC State fans pride themselves a lot on is the city of Raleigh and how, you know, amazing this area has become to grow and, you know, grow a family and, you know, grow your roots and, you know, be in the community. And we're constantly on top of these top places to live in the country list. And so with that, yes, you're going to be coming, you're incoming more people, more money, more opportunity, more structural change. That's just how this thing works. Mm-hmm. And so while, yes, it, 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 it will probably look different, I still think, again, you're not going to stop the train that is NC State, NC State tailgating. I would not be too worried about that. As a prophet said once, a, once ago, a long time ago, and uh, I, I believe that it still holds true today, real tailgates don't die. They just multiply, Okay. That's that's might, that's what this thing is. Bar right there. That's what this thing is. Okay, you're not gonna see NC State fans with all the excitement that's going on around all of our athletic programs right now. You're not gonna see any of this. Like, oh, we don't care anymore. We're we're upset and apathetic because of this tailgate. See, we know you, Wolfpack Nation. We're just giving you an update on what's gonna happen, so you don't get surprised when it happens. Okay, but we know. And trust me. Grace has got jokes for me today. He let the ball jokes loose. He told me I'm the expert <laughs> in tailgating because, you know, I, I I eat a little bit. Yeah, you know I mean, I enjoy a little bit of food. But we're not lying to you when you when, when we say that uh, NC State's tailgating scene is a very real thing. It is a, a staple of NC State culture. And we're looking forward to being out there at some of these tailgates with you all uh, this upcoming season. You know what I mean? If you, you save us a save us a link or two, save us a sausage or two. Say, you know, we'll be there. We won't participate uh, in any adult beverages. I'm lying. I'm lying. That's a lie. But, but uh, we we will for sure be out there and uh, enjoying the scene with all of, of the the best fan base in the world. And we'll yeah, I mean, and listen too. Like as we continue to grow this podcast, it will be cool to interact with people in real time. And I think tailgate. What better event than a tailgate? Honestly, so. It's it's something that we're looking forward to, not just this year, but you know, every year. And yeah, it's just it, it tailgating is NC State football. It just it it, it goes together and it, it always will, no matter how many developments or landscaping or structural changes you'll see. Again, you're not gonna stop a good time. You just won't. Absolutely. NC State Absolutely. fans, they're gonna have their good time, whether you like it or not. But That's going to do it for us here on this Tuesday. As always, thank you so much for tuning in with us. I saw we crossed the 500 subscriber mark. Thank you all so very much for that. You know, may may seem small to a lot of folks, but it's it's cool for us to see that. Um, You know, as especially as we're nearing the season here, hoping to multiply that as well. But we greatly appreciate the support. We love putting out this content for y'all to consume. 
We love interacting with y'all both on Twitter and in our YouTube comments. We love just seeing what people think, seeing what people feel, the whole shebang. So continue to interact with us, continue to ride with us. We're going to continue this this journey up towards 600. That's our next mark we're going to try and hit here. And as quick as we hit 500, we might just take 600 before kickoff as well. We're going to look forward to doing that as well. But as always, thank you all. Go Pack. Go Pack.